reports that say there's that 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 something hasn't happened are always interesting to me. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. Please, no flash photography throughout our program. The known unknowns. That is to say, we know there's some things we do not know. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Known Unknowns. We are a podcast about all things strange, Fortean, unknown, unsolved, and just plain weird. Uh, my name is Peter, and I'm joined by Stevie. Hello! And he is going to tell me something for the very first time. This is a doozy, Peter. Uh, all right. Peter, how many snakes is too many snakes for a town to handle? One. Is it, is it one? No, are you not a big fan of snakes, Peter? I don't. So growing up, uh, our basement would occasionally get filled with snakes who were hibernating all winter. Wow. And you were not, not so going to do very well. When I was very small, I might not. When I was very small, I went down in our basement and I literally, like underneath, because our basement was unfinished, so like underneath sure. like just a like board there was like a a knot of like 50 snakes and i freaked out and it was not it was, wasn't good well no peter snakes we are not going to talk about any snakes on a plane there are no snakes okay. on a train and definitely samuel good. l jackson will not show up primarily because he was only five years old and the story took place <laughs> so, in 19. happened a little while ago. In Springfield, Missouri. I'm going to set the mood for you, Peter. Here we got to get. That's where the old... Simpsons are, right? No, I don't think I don't think they're in that one. I think they're in a different Springfield. But don't quote me on that. I'm not a, a different Springfield. I, okay, I'm not a Springfield expert. You're not a Simpsonsologist. I hope that's not a thing, but I wouldn't be surprised. But. We're going to go into the way, way back machine today, Peter, to a warm, sunny day in August 1953, when a man was outside his front, uh, in his front yard, uh, just doing yard work, when he spots a massive snake slithering around his grass. What's the first thing you do if you see a massive snake in your front yard, Peter? Other than scream or run away would be to kill it as like as with extreme prejudice. Well, that's the second thing he did before he killed it with a hoe. He naturally <laughs> called the police because that's apparently the first thing that you do when you have a snake invader in your oh, oh. in your yard. Okay. Call the police. But then he killed it with a hoe. Just why whack. not? Uh, by just, the time the- just to be safe. By the time the police arrived, the, the snake was already dead. And you know, this is 1953. Uh, they didn't, they weren't bothered too much by him having called the police. But the one policeman noticed that the snake looked really weird. Uh, so he took the corpse uh, to the town pet store, where the owner, one Rio Morer, was the proprietor of the store. 
and he asked about the snake. And Rio just dismissed the cop's worry, uh, telling them it's just a common snake with a birth defect. This is actually what he said, Peter. Okay. Oh, it's just a puff adder. It's just a got a funny looking head on it. End quote. So the cops just a funny looking head. Yep. Alright. The cops collectively shrugged their shoulders and went back uh, about their cop business of nineteen fifty three. And everything seemed fine for a whole week until they received a second phone call. For another massive snake was killed by a hoe right across the street from where the first call came from. Uh, so I'm going to need you to be more specific about what kind of hoe. Is this like a person or uh, a garden an object hoe? hoe? Uh, with, with, okay. With which so a person a wielding a, a hoe killed it. Uh, no, uh, Got it. Got it. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, Peter, I'm going to use the word hoe a lot in this story. And they're all going to refer to the mm. garden tool. Okay. There's <laughs> no other forms of hoes just in this tools. Story. All right. All right. So we're at the s- second scene of the crime. I thought here. this was a good story. <laughs> uh, with a second dead snake, massive, uh, really confusing the cops again because they were the same two cops. This time, they didn't take it to Roe. They took it to a science teacher, where he immediately was incredibly shocked and reports that it's not a common puff adder, but in fact an Indian cobra, which is a species thousands of miles and continents away from their normal living grounds. Yeah, you wouldn't expect one of those in Missouri. No, no. The Indian cobra, which is known as the Naja Naja by its genus and phylum, uh, can be found across India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bhutan, that whole Indian subcontinent there, Peter. Mm-hmm. And it's really one of the four, the what they call big four snakes that is responsible for causing the most snake bites. It's number three on the list and can have a mortality rate for bites between nine and 30%, depending on how prompt of treatment uh, of anti-venom that you can. <laughs> That's very receive. high. And believe it yeah. or not, there's not a lot of Indian Cobra anti-venom in Springfield, Missouri in 1953. They didn't just have a bunch of it stockpiled? No. But let me tell you this, Peter. In the last 15 years, today... Weird. uh, Over 1.2 million people have died in India from snake bites. With, as I mentioned, the cobra being one of the four most prominent cases. I'm going to do a quick science aside. So these things are, like, deadly. Yeah. Peter, do you know the difference between a venomous creature and a poisonous creature? I do know the difference between a venomous and a poisonous creature. Snakes are venomous. If something is poisonous, you die if you eat it. Bingo. Venomous, you die if it eats you. Exactly. Well, normally you die if you get eaten, but... uh, uh, Well, yeah, true. (laughs) A venomous creature has a deadly bite. Nine times out of ten. A venomous creature has a deadly bite. 
and a poisonous creature is deadly to bite. But of course, none of this fits well at all with uh, the police. So they go back to Ro, the animal dealer, and he fastens up that maybe he has cobras, but he absolutely insists that none of them have escaped. They, they, they checked, and they're all, they're all there. I don't believe him. That's when the snakes really begin to show up, Peter. The, a third cobra met the same fate, showing up in a yard and getting hacked to death by a hoe. The fourth was found in a street where it was ran over by a car. Repeatedly. Back and forth. On purpose. <laughs> Good. Murder it. The fifth attacked a woman (laughs) in her own garage where, of course, she keeps her hose. So I just I want to say I'm not normally an advocate for violence against animals. We generally say we're never in the case of snakes. Kill them all. Kill (laughs) all of them. I don't. I'm fine with invasive species. Murder every snake you see. Yes. Yeah, especially those, but like all of them. The you're gonna get so much shit now, Peter. (laughs) By by our snake fans. They're gonna just tear you apart. I'm gonna get cancelled. PETA's gonna come after me. Snake attacked the the woman in the society. It's all Uh, over. Uh, she managed to kill it with a, a hoe in, after a, de- a very tense battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, six Cobra assaulted the shopper Roe himself. And this one ended up, ended up being captured alive. <laughs> he didn't keep any hoes in his uh, animal shop. Okay. He might want to start. <laughs> now, Peter, this, you'll never guess what happened to the seven snake. I'm back. Take a wild guess what you think happened to this snake. To the, the seventh one? Yep, the seventh one. The one that they caught alive, right? No, that, that was the sixth one. That was the sixth one. Okay, so the seventh one. Was it murdered by a hoe? The seventh snake threatened a man in his front yard. But before he, he could come back with his hoe, it slithered away under the man's house. So what else is he to do in this situation? Burn the house down. But call the police. Oh, okay. That's slightly more logical. The, the the police arrived, but they really weren't sure how to get the snake out from under the house. What are they what are they gonna do? Uh what do you so think? So they, they burnt did? the house down. Well, they did not burn the house down, Peter. <laughs> what they did do is okay. they threw they threw tear gas grenades under the house Holy to drive shit. it out. Okay. It's <laughs> no, not then, dissimilar. As it into view, they shot it. As it slithered into view, they blasted it away with their pistols, hitting the snake five times and blowing yep. the poor creature to bits. Yep. But uh, get this, Peter. That didn't even kill the snake. It was alive. So they had to take a hoe and put <laughs> oh it out of its misery. <laughs> they still had to kill it with the hoe. They did. It survived being shot five times. Now, as you can imagine, Peter, the town of Springfield... This is why all snakes have to die. (laughs) Not the official stance of the Known Unknown (laughs) podcast, by the way, everyone. That's uh, 
a Peter thing. Yeah, this is my personal opinion. <laughs> the town has had absolutely enough, Peter. Uh, and the police ordered Maurer, despite his loud and angry protests, and letters from snake handlers all around the country, because this had already blown onto the AP wire. It was news everywhere. Oh, I'm sure, uh, They yeah. ordered him to take his shit and get out of town. Oh, they just kicked him out. Yeah, they prepared for more snakes to arrive. But luckily, this is when a single dose of anti-venom arrived in town. Just as the eighth cobra got battered to death <laughs> by a kid with a rock. <laughs> oh my god. Incredible. Uh... When the ninth Indian Cobra got killed again by a hoe, uh, the town really went wild and started to look for ways to lure more snakes out. What do you think they did to lure some snakes out, Peter? Uh, I mean, did they, like, set up, like, a bunch of bait or something? Like, put out some some nice mice or... They put a loudspeaker... They they didn't put a kid out. (laughs) No, no... No, no kids were harmed in the making of the story. <laughs> they put a loudspeaker on a truck and blared, quote, snake charming music, end quote, as they drove up and down the streets of Springfield. No. No 100%, way. 100%, this is entirely <laughs> real. Is that stupid? Well, but Peter, you know what the funny thing is? They just watched it enough was- cartoons. It worked. A tenth snake got killed that very night. No. Nope. No. We're in, we're in October now, Peter. We're in October. This has been going since August. These snakes are just keep, they keep coming. Uh, now you're going to be sad at this next bit. Like, it's, it's literally a scene out of Bugs Bunny. They, they just... Oh well, we've got the snake problem. I guess we'll just. I, I really, tr- I really tried to find charming music. I really tried to find what snake charming music they played, but I just couldn't because that would have been great. To yeah. Play. Oh my god. So they caught just the tenth snake. Put some kid in the, with a clarinet in the back of a truck. They killed the tenth snake using the snake charming music, Peter. So we're at ten snake dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, nine dead, okay. one caught alive, and one it's October. Capture. Yep, one prisoner of war. And the eleventh snake was captured alive in a bag and brought to the local zoo, where it promptly died within three days. Oofta. And Peter, the eleventh, the eleventh Indian cobra marks the last of the snakes that were ever found of the Indian cobra variety. Now, I'm sure this whole time you've been asking yourself a real question, Peter, and listeners. Where the heck did these snakes come from? Yes. Yeah. Where on earth? Where, where do you think these snakes came from, Peter? I mean, I, I'm kind of with the cops here. Like, one of them had to have, like, escaped from, like, the pet store or something, right? In the end, yeah, yeah, he, he did it. It was it was Roman Mauer. But he didn't release them. It wasn't his fault. The mystery went unsolved with him denying and denying the whole time until 35 years later in 1988 
a man named Carl Barnett came forward and confessed that he did it. As a kid, in 1953, Rio sold him an exotic fish that died on the way home before he'd even get it back to his house. So Carl got real upset and demanded his money back. The, the, the pet store owner just laughed at him and threw him out of his store, which was turned out to be a very bad idea because Carl came back mm-hmm. that night to the shop. Had revenge on his mind. He was planning on breaking in and taking the money. But instead, he kind of went around to the back of the store and found a crate that was just kind of against the back of the store. So he upended that crate and snakes slithered everywhere, <laughs> letting the Indian cobras free into the town. Now, I don't know if this is fully accurate, Peter, but uh, allegedly, maybe there were 12 snakes that were released by uh, the kid. But uh, only 11 were ever seen again. Ooh, so one of them might still be out there. I mean, I don't know. how. I honestly don't know how long, know how long snakes live. But uh, they might have outlived Roe himself because he lost his license and unfortunately died in 1977. Never learning of the real story uh, behind the snake release. And Barnett himself died in 2009, uh, never having been convicted of any crime or anything. They they let, they didn't bring him to trial or anything. I mean, yeah, he was just a kid. This event uh, lives on in the city. Back in 2021, a company named Mother's Brewing Company named an ale the Great Cobra Scare of 53 and a second draft beer called Wild Cobra. Okay. As as the event unfolded and went on, uh, a local hairdresser created a new hairstyle called the Cobra, and even Life Magazine covered the story, uh, which was a big get for the town at the time. Uh, Yeah, that was a big deal in the 50s. Exactly. Uh, Most of the snakes were destroyed, but four of their bodies were, allegedly uh, were saved. Were saved. One of the snakes was stuffed by a local taxidermist, which still exists to the day, to today. Another one is in a jar of preservatives at the nearby university, but uh, no one has any real idea where the other uh, two snakes went off to. But these, even these aren't the only reminder of this strange bit of local history. The official seal of the city of Springfield was amended to have a snake coiling around the the seal to commemorate the event. And you know, Peter, that's if it was really... me, I'd be trying to forget the event as quickly as possible. <laughs> Good thing you weren't on the city council then, Peter, because they must have raked in the cash from this. But that's all there is to this little story, Peter. What are your thoughts? You know, if I ever, and I mean ever mm-hmm. am in a, in a city that has okay. even one cobra loose in it. That has something called the cobra scare. I am leaving yeah. forever and never coming back. Yeah. I'm not having anything to do with that. I have absolutely wanted to. I own a machete for a story. reason. And that reason is snakes. I don't know, Peter, a hoe seemed very effective against snakes. 
It went like eleven. It went like ten. And yeah, zero. I don't have a garden though. <laughs> oh shit! You're still now. <laughs> That's true. But uh, I wanted to cover this story uh, as an odd bit of interesting things that happens to pe- to people. Doesn't always have to be the most mysterious things. No, I'm sure most of our listeners have never heard of this event. I definitely haven't. Luckily, no one died. No one was no one was bit by this deadly snake, which was almost a miracle on its own. And I, yeah, that's about it for the Great Cobra Siege of Springfield of 1953. Yeah, the fact that eleven times people like came across a deadly snake. And like eleven times, they managed to just murder it or capture it without like anybody getting bitten. Like that was pretty impressive. Uh, humans are at the top of the food chain for a reason, Peter. We got them snakes. We didn't even stand a I chance. The, it's the thumbs. The, the, I think the thumbs did it. I keep I keep imagining yep. snakes the don't have thumbs of those police officers that threw the tear gas grenade under the house, and then. <laughs> And then, of course, as soon as the snakes came out, uh, they blew it away. Some things, uh, some things don't change. I I grew up as a redneck, so like, this is the type of thing that I have seen in person before. Is just that kind of stupid shit. <laughs> I will tell you from experience, it never goes well. <laughs> well, Peter. This is the part of the show that I really don't like. You know, I don't like promoting myself. But, listeners, if I don't do this, Peter is going to open a box and unleash 12 deadly Indian uh, cobras into my bedroom. And I just can't have that. So I have to do what I'm about to do here. If you (laughs) like us, even a little... Uh, follow us here on whichever podcast app you're using. And uh, we're on, hopefully by the time this airs, we'll be on all of them. Rate us five stars. That'll help us so much. We have a Twitter, uh, at TKU Podcast. Give us a follow. We post interesting mysteries and stories every day. Join us at our subreddit at r slash the known unknowns, where you can post anything you like. You can email us anything else you like, if that's more your speed, at contactthenownunknowns at gmail.com. We have a Discord, which we'll put in the episode description. And lastly, lastly, I want to guarantee you, again, I'll always guarantee this, that our main show, the one you're listening to, uh, will always be free. But if you want to support us, we've set up a Patreon a buck a month is all we need. Uh, would be absolutely awesome. We have higher tiers that offer rewards to you, such as uh, shout-outs for supporting us uh, every month, and Patreon-specific episodes, which you'll gain access to, which we're very proud of ourselves. Uh, that's for five bucks a month. Uh, Ten bucks gives you even more things. Mm-hmm. And uh, check it out on Patreon, uh, which is the known unknowns. Everyone, just remember that even if it isn't true, you must believe in the unknown. And I think that's it, Peter. Uh, so we'll see you next week, listeners. Yep, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put these snakes back in the box now, so you don't have we'll to worry about them until until next Peter, week, Stevie. Keep them far away from Peter. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
Goodbye, everybody. Six, five, 